0: there is no episode of unverified accounts for you i'm chris here with liza and philip what's up guys hi how you doing and it is valentine's day we are recording today so happy valentine's day everyone
1: anyone do doing anything day? cool
2: day.
1: nope i never celebrate. <laughs> i never i never ever celebrate this do you celebrate this liza
2: um no not really never really Just not a thing we like we do with the kids because i don't know they think it's
1: oh yeah that makes sense like yeah
2: get candy and, stuff. and like cupcakes and stuff
0: Valentine's Day at school. Did you guys ever I remember like maybe this is like the first grade. You know how you're supposed to give a Valentine's Day card to everybody? Yep. Yeah. And you just get like the the mass produced ones that, you know, come in like 30 in a box and yeah, it's like Spider-Man Jurassic Park themed know? or yeah. mm-hmm. or Sesame Street or whatever. Uh if you ever got one from somebody you liked, did you ever like try decoding it? Like, <laughs> ooh, th- this is the one that actually has the biggest heart. I, I bet that she likes me. I bet is a sign. I, I think I that was just, I that that just you, man. I just think- <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, of course, she just like randomly just put a name on it because it's it's all just obligatory.
2: Are you the kind of person that analyzes like every single text or like Instagram comment from your crush?
0: I, I mean, that was me maybe like 10, 12 years ago. Now I don't ago. give a fuck. <laughs> now I've, I've like, I've, I've just become so, I guess, withered out. Uh so i really don't care anymore but yeah sure like 10 years ago uh yeah a lot of that going
1: is that what is that what um did you guys ever read aziz ansari's modern love or whatever that novel was he wrote modern romance no on romance yeah yeah
0: no why does he he talk about that
1: i feel like i I haven't really read it but i feel like the excerpts i've seen from it imply that the book is like 50 percent just about like analyzing texts from whoever you're dating (laughs) oh yeah yeah, that's, the, I, I, that's the deal now these days, I guess.
0: Especially with dating apps, it, it makes you date so much more than mm. I think you normally would if you had to individually ask people out that you, you become so desensitized to it that if you cared that much, you would go insane. So you just mm, learn true. to be <laughs> like, okay, cool, whatever. That's <laughs> that's that's your that's the attitude you end up uh, adopting for better or for worse. Okay. So um, moving on, I mean, we, this episode, we're going to talk about all of this, this like the latest wave of attacks on Asian Americans, and it and in particular, I think the class divide it exposes within Asian America. But before we get to that uh, important topic, let's just get through some of the you know lighter news of of the week. Um, I guess this this news isn't that light. I think it's going to have major repercussions. But uh, Gina Carano fired from The Mandalorian. Uh, it seemed inevitable, yet I was surprised it happened just because she had been able to be there for so long mm-hmm. um despite the you know every week it was like uh, there was a new hashtag like fire gina carano
2: i'm actually surprised it worked
1: oh that she got she got booted out like was she fired or was she just like not included in the next iteration Well, she
0: had her own series coming out. So she was definitely in their future plans. Oh, okay. I I don't watch The Mandalorian, but I know she wasn't killed off. And I think she was coming back. Mm
1: -hmm. So,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah, this was a firing. Maybe they didn't use the F word, but yeah, she was fired.
1: Oh, that's right. Because they they were heavily implying there would be like a series about Rangers, uh, like her um, and and her own kind of like. I think they outright
0: announced it. It it wasn't. Okay.
1: uh, Then I guess she was fired. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Were you surprised, Liza, like that it actually happened? Yeah. Because you thought that like Lucasarts would just like hold steadfast and just like go with it. Because she's like she's like you know she's like a pretty decent actress. She's like, I mean you know, we've good, seen tons of character. like Twitter
2: boycotts before, and like most of them just don't work. Oh, They're it's ignored. more about like
1: them not not like leading to any kind of effect. Yeah. less so than like
2: mm-hmm. her
1: actual performance as an actress, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to separate that from her politics.
2: So yeah, so I'm surprised that this one actually happened. I also like didn't follow it very very much. So when I saw that she was fired, I was like. I don't know. Like, I I actually haven't seen a lot of the Fire Gina Carana hashtags. It doesn't pop mm-hmm. up in my um. It doesn't really pop up in my timeline. Oh yeah. So like, I had to catch up to find out what she did wrong.
0: Yeah, and and she instantly teamed up with Ben Shapiro, which <laughs> I I I blame Disney for this creating this monster. Um, because I mean Ben Shapiro. He's been, like, trying to get into the movies for a long time. And Gino Carano really? is... Really?
2: He has?
0: I think that's his whole thing. Uh, I think that that is his true <laughs> love. And, and the whole reason he might have become conservative may or, like, might be because he just saw ran into, like, too many liberals, you know, trying to break into <laughs> entertainment or something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I mean, Gino Carano is something of a star. I don't think, like... I mean, Ben Shapiro probably only had access to the I feel like he's like more famous than she
2: is because I watched The Mandalorian and it took me a minute to figure out which one she was. Like I don't know her real life name. Oh he, yeah, he, definitely. No, but, not a, but not as a not as an entertainer.
0: It, right? I mean yeah. he is an entertainer in some ways, but as in like actually having credibility as a Hollywood person. Like she is one of the stars of one of the most popular shows. So sure. uh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of worried they might become good <laughs> what
1: if they do something good
0: you know that's what i said right? i was like what
1: if they actually produce like some you know new ip like not fucking rehashing star wars with something new entertaining fresh maybe not too political right <laughs> that could be very scary for people who, who dislike her <laughs> Um, but, but what's the likelihood of that? Like, it doesn't seem very high.
0: And uh, I keep saying, Gina Carano will be our first female president. She has everything. She has star power. <laughs> oh, man. Like, no, seriously. All she would have to do is like, tweet, like, uh, fuck you, bitch, at AOC. And that would be the election. <laughs> There's nobody else who can say that. And as soon as she does something like that, you know that she, she has that thing that Trump had, which is star power, which none of these mm-hmm. other wannabes who think they can just say what like, Trump said. Mm-hmm. Um and, and gain his clout no you gotta have the it factor and none of them have it but she has it she's like a fucking mma star tv star <laughs> you
2: know, so. so now that oh, she's been God. fired from um disney she's like uncancelable by anyone else
0: well she's a martyr to the greatest political <laughs> yeah. cause of our time star wars <laughs> isn't isn't that ridiculous like uh, the history books gonna show Uh, When they teach it, um, what ended the American empire? Uh, Some fat (laughs) elf who hated Rosie O'Donnell and a a space fairy tale about laser swords. That's what brought down the American (laughs) empire. It's ridiculous. Anyway, um, moving on. uh, As I said, a lot of violence against Asian Americans, but never fear, uh, Jenny Han is here to save Asian America. Uh, The latest (laughs) to all the boys I love before movie has come out and the trilogy wraps up. Uh, Yeah, at this point... um, I mean, I, I barely even knew this movie was coming out. It's like, who cares, right? But I, thought it, was like, I thought? thought it was like second movie, I've been trolling their
2: Twitter account for the past <laughs> few months. Wait.
1: What, what are you saying?
0: <laughs> yeah, because, Philip, you shared this trailer with us, yes. like, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And then...
1: Um, I kept implying you it was the second, second movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea the second movie already came out. So I really don't give a shit about this thing. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's the end of the... Tr- it's the end of the trilogy, right? This is like the last one. After yeah. this, we're done. Okay, great, yeah. great.
0: Um, Liza, you were telling us about how you're trolling. I'm not, I'm blocked by all those people, so how maybe you can. <laughs> tell no, us I mean what, like what like
2: on their their like their official like to all the boys account, and then like the Netflix account that tweets out like the <laughs> trailers and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help myself. It's one of those things where I just you know, it's like something takes a hold of me and I start just tweeting.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this might seem a bit ridiculous but seriously when that first movie came out it was like one of those moments where i truly saw just how like full of shit the like media establishment was because i uh, remember when things like master of none and the big Sick came out and then i like as, as justified as it were like there were so many fucking articles from like brown women talking about you know Aziz Ansari, Kumail Nanjiani—they're like you know they're they're sh- you know embarrassing black, uh, brown women and denigrating them, and they were right to do that. But we saw so many articles, so I, I mm-hmm. so I thought when the Twelve The Boys I Love Before the first movie was coming, I was like, this is gonna be a good chance to see if they're going to do it when it's like a woman of color, because this this movie was just like so awful in terms of them doing that. I mean. For God's sake! In the first movie, they have that scene where the whole, the the sixteen candles scene, where you have the, the uh, two, yeah, yeah, yeah the two I guess half Asian uh, girls watching a racist scene of an Asian man getting racially clowned, and there's a white guy beside them, and they say, "Oh yeah, that seems okay because the white guy's." High. I'm like, "Oh my god! Like, could you imagine that happening in a movie uh, where like the genders were reversed?" And then yeah, um, yeah. I yeah, saw almost nobody. Comment on on even that scene, let alone the whole movie. Except like for a handful, maybe someone like Inku Kang, uh, actually said, "Hey, this is fucked up." Mm-hmm. And somebody, uh, I once even got called my. I wrote that article for Plan A, uh, critiquing this. Uh, book and movie and uh somebody who like you know one of those like dime a dozen writers for those like fan publications said that article was disgusting I'd be like get the fuck out of here you know
1: yeah there's no <laughs> so, there's no critique of this movie and the series on online, right? It's all celebration and it this is super tone deaf, especially this week, right? With all the violence happening, just like celebrating this fucking thing. It just I don't know.
0: Yeah, the hypocrisy is just so um it's just mind
1: boggling.
2: There's no way that this Cannot be the worst movie of the year.
1: <laughs> Are you gonna watch it then, Liza? Are you saying?
2: Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I hate <laughs> watch the first two. I don't know if I can do it to myself again.
0: Yeah, I, I think at this point it's just gonna be it's, the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's like it, it's the first one's already like so bad uh, that it can't possibly get worse. So I, I don't think there's any utility in in hate watching, you know, the whole series.
2: I've conceded that Crazy Rich Asians is a bad movie, but I still think that for all its faults, a Crazy Rich Asians is still more pro Asian than To All the Boys. I mean, oh, yeah. it's
0: definitely more pro Asian. I've also like kind of become a like a contrarian on Crazy Rich Asians because I remember reading the book, not liking it. So I I was like very much rooting for the movie to fail. Then I actually saw the movie and I was like, "Hey, this is actually not a bad movie." And now there's like especially like a certain uh, segment of asian americans for whom it's it's very much the in thing to constantly bash crazy rich asians i will actually kind of defend it now i think it's a <laughs> solid movie um, yeah i've
2: seen better and i've seen worse yeah mm-hmm. so
0: mm-hmm.
2: totally middle brow
0: i think people try to uh maybe they're a bit embarrassed about how like pro media rep they were you know a couple of years ago so now they're like
2: yeah i fit into that category with <clears clears laughs> <throat> your was credit a,
0: liza you you own up to it unlike i was I was, a, I was a shithead i mean yeah so were we you know and so was i so yeah
2: I did notice something about to all the boys though and there's like um it's part of a larger trend that I've been noticing with mm-hmm. all these uh these novels and movies uh, and uh-huh. shows that are out now I just it used to be that American suburbia was a code for white uh, middle and upper class um, For the most part, it still is. Like when people think Mm -hmm. of the American suburbs, they think of a John Hughes movie like Home Alone or Ferris Bueller's Day Off and all those 80s teen movies like Risky Business. But I think that we're seeing a cultural shift. You know, like post World War II, there was a boom of Jewish writers. Now we're seeing a boom of Asian American writers, and they're all writing about the suburbs. Like, think about it. Think about some of the big the big blockbusters either it's blockbuster movies or blockbuster films or like blockbuster tv shows like get out took place in the suburbs i know not asian mm-hmm. but i mean just like you know not white um little fires everywhere that miniseries e- even celestine's other novel is very suburban and the settings resemble john hughes um there's fresh off the boat there's uh jumbo lahiri's novels like the namesake like i think that the canon of suburban stories is changing and um, a lot of it's occupied by immigrant stories now, or the children of immigrants growing up in the American suburbs. So mm-hmm. I think it points to a larger thing where it's like the um, the, the overall culture is definitely changing. The makeup is changing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely.
2: Anyway, that was just something I've been noticing and fascinating. Um, still, think, don't watch To All the Boys. Don't read it. <laughs> um, watch something else, because... My whole point is that there's lots of options if you if that kind of story is appealing to you.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and for a deeper critique, uh, I'll, I'll link to my article that that I wrote on a, a few years ago on uh, on this show notes. Uh, and, uh, okay, so move, before moving on to our our main topic, I mean, I think this thing. Uh, is so big that it warrants more of a mention. But I just want to bring up the, the Indi- protest going on right now in India w- mm-hmm. with, the, with the farmers. I don't know too much about this, so I, I don't want to delve too deeply. But I think it is indicative of how invisible it is in yeah. American media, despite the fact that I heard that it, it's historically speaking, in terms of raw numbers, this is the biggest protest in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. Yet, that's true. That's right. I yeah, barely... when you watch
2: it, like on Redfish or like on on Twitter, when you see video clips, it's like a sea of people.
0: Yeah, but I rarely heard anything about it. In fact, the only reason it came up was because Rihanna, of all people, uh, tweeted something about it. Yeah, and that's then, the first time you heard of it. Well, I I kind of heard about it before, but in terms of just like seeing it trend on Twitter and and seeing it in the in the more mainstream news, besides it being like, buried in like page ten or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and now it's died off again. So it just made me think: like, what if this were happening in say China? What if like there were Chinese farmers rising up against the, the Chinese government? How no, much? No, we
2: saw what happened with Hong Kong.
0: Right, yeah. right. Uh, how much would we hear about it? And and Rihanna got attacked by a lot of uh, major uh, Indian twitter accounts i think reporters even like bollywood celebrities what calling did she her. say about
1: it was she like in favor of them or something or no like? she was
0: just like i think she tweeted a news article about it and said like why is no one paying attention to this okay um so yeah.
1: it, you know it wasn't even and what what were people saying to her they're saying like hey shut, shut up american like don't talk about her shit yeah or...
0: essentially like and and as they were even making jokes i think about oh you know like chris brown should have finished the job oh, uh, and far. these <laughs> weren't just like trolls these Jesus. were people with you know, blue checks next to their names and stuff. But again, yeah. nothing nobody reported. And I said, Could you imagine what would have happened if somebody, uh, like say a Chinese actor or actress had said that? It would be all about anti blackness, uh, <laughs> Chinese Confucian misogyny and, and, and in the and the whole uh <laughs> tenor would have been and, and this is why uh we should kinda like, you know, maybe we should bomb Beijing. Stop the, the <laughs> one belt road initiative. Basically, that would have been the underlying (laughs) message. But because it's India and, you know, India is valuable to America as, uh, like, basically a shield against China, uh, it's like, nobody's caring. Remember when uh, Modi, like, shut down Kashmir uh, Mm -hmm. last year? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, nobody nobody even talked about that, which I think feeds into our topic now because uh, this recent, um, the latest wave of violence against Asian Americans is, I think, directly traceable to not just, covid but just like general anti-china sentiment that's been going around for for some time uh so yeah let's get into this uh i mean i i think we don't oh but before we start I, i i've been talking to a friend david who is uh like a very high level uh campaign staffer for ron kim assemblyman ron kim i just asked him hey new york city is there you know anything people can can actually do and things so he pointed me to this uh place it's the uh, it's the uh, center for anti-violence education there, it's like a self-defense class it kind of you know how to defend yourself not only physically but also you know verbally and you know because you generally you don't want to get into a fight uh, i mean even if you think you can win it's not you know the, better not to get into it at all uh so you know de-escalation techniques uh so in new york city they're offering these uh, free workshops so that's like something that that we can do
1: yeah, there's also uh, the the SF Peace Collective in uh, in San Francisco that's doing patrols, like community patrols of SF Chinatown. Um, but like every every major community with Asian folks has this going on. You just gotta look around on Facebook mm-hmm. uh, online for it, so you can find out how how to help out.
0: Yeah. All right. So yeah, delving into this topic, it's a, it's like every day there's like a new attack. So I, I mean, I could I can't oh. even like list all the ones that um. That that are that are happening. I mean, and there, there's a.
2: Uh, I'm just finding about some of them that happened months ago.
0: Yeah, I mean, like the the most well known ones like Gvisha uh, Ratan Ratanapakti. um mm-hmm. and uh, there was a there was that woman who was was raped and murdered, um, E Lee or something. I think.
2: Mm-hmm. That's the one I'm talking about. That happened yeah. in September, and I'm just finding out about it now. I read the thing. I actually read it online this morning.
0: I, I, you have to wonder if this is not a recent wave but just more like for whatever reason a couple of them uh, hit people's consciousness and then and now things are getting reported like a lot of the things especially maybe if the people didn't die um you know nobody reported them so it just, you know for all we know this could have been like going on at this level for quite a while um, you had to
1: assume it's been going on like since the beginning of the pandemic right at the beginning there was a wave where things were reported like all over the States and in Canada too. And then, you know, I feel like people cared a,
2: a lot more back then. I don't remember there yeah. being such a horrible divide in the Asian community.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, I think because it was uh very new and, um, you know, COVID happened. I, I think also because this was before the, the black lives matter protests in mm-hmm. the summer, I think mm-hmm. yeah. so there was no comp, there was no sense of competition for attention and resources so yeah let's i mean I is think that what's
2: really going on though i don't see it as I, I feel like the competition thing is a is a made-up thing people who are arguing that like you know you have to stop this competitiveness i was like wait were people speaking up about it being competitive i don't
0: oh no, no definitely i think that's uh i think yeah you're right about that but I, I do think there is um i think the people making the accusations for them it is a competition for the people who are mm, speaking out okay. it's probably mm-hmm. out of genuine concern like hey this is my community or this is my grandmother mm-hmm. under a threat but then i think the people who are in the whole like business of nonprofits or or social justice and stuff yeah it is for them uh, a competition for resources yeah, and but, attention but,
1: but also the social justice people like prior to you know the blm protests and so on they didn't attach themselves to that as part of their movement until that protest happened in the summer and then now it's part of the brand right so they had to kind of stick to the script Right. And mm. and tell everyone else to shut the mm-hmm. fuck up about these uh, attacks in order to, mm-hmm. to remain, you know, quote, pro BLM.
0: Yeah, it's a sad fact that BLM has kind of become a, like a IP franchise. And by BLM, I don't mean the overall movement, but just mm-hmm. the, that logo, the people who have used it to catapult themselves into positions of power, namely in like entertainment.
2: It's like um, a new so- form of credentialism.
0: Yeah, sort of. Yeah, so th- there are real like interests at stake here that aren't just about you know people's safety or justice. Even
2: is it
1: is it real though? Like, did they actually get you know funding support, or is it just like all perceived kind of like um, perceived clout, right, for saying that you're an Asian person but you're a pro BLM by by telling other Asians to shut up about all this violence? It's if it feels to me like it's just made up in their minds and not actually benefiting their their movements or their, you know, positions in, in any way whatsoever.
0: Well, I don't know about the Asians doing it. I know, like, say, the the heads of BLM, they've gotten, you know, agents from, uh, like, uh, big-time Hollywood agencies and things like that. But are you talking sure, about, yeah. are you talking about, like, say, an, uh, like an Asian social media person yeah who, or even asian
1: democrat right like do they actually get a whole lot i guess they have to, if you're in politics you have to kind of like hold the line if you're a democrat
0: yeah i'm guessing there's a lot of pressure in that environment and i don't like so when i see someone like like an alton wang guy this guy um has been like popping up on my feed sometimes Ugh. and i look at his bio first of all he says something like asian american not, not necessarily in that order like what yeah, the read fuck the that whole mean? bio. <laughs> so his whole bio reads Asian American, but not necessarily in that order. UCLA Law, twenty two, uh, AD forty nine, Vice Chair at LA Democrats, LA Regional Director at California Young Democrats. He him Rainbow Flag.
2: So this guy's <laughs> okay.
0: So this guy's a very involved in politics, and honestly, I do feel sorry for him because I not not that I have that much experience in that field, but I, for a summer, I did work in D.C at like an Asian American civil rights group. Mm-hmm. And you get to see just how low on the totem pole you are uh, as like an Asian American, like, I don't know, like you go to like a Nancy Pelosi event and, and you do like a photo op, and you're like at the edge of, of the thing. Cause like <laughs> you, you see the order, like who gets to stand closest to Nancy Pelosi or like St- uh, Stanley Hoyer or, who, you know, whoever. Um, so, you know, if you are, even in California, if you are in politics, there are certain pressures you gotta bow to. So, you know, w- when someone like Alton Wang tweets out like 10 tweets, uh, claiming that he's like sad about these. and I believe him. I'm, I'm sure that he's mm-hmm. very uh, heartbroken over this. But he uh, spends like most of the tweets scolding Asian Americans, putting our names on the board. Like I, I get where that pressure is coming from.
1: Wait, wait, wait hold on. What do, you, what do you mean? Are you telling me that like Democrats or BLM folks are telling him to scold Asians? No, it's his own choice to do that. Right? No, I think
0: there is that, that if you want to make it in politics, you gotta. You can't just make it just on say Asian votes or Asian funding. You got to fit into the whole like democratic mainstream liberal framework and you can't do that by being too aggressively asian because you're going to butt up against some interests there
1: yeah i have a hard time believing that they're spineless just because there's fewer asians in america and more so it has to do with like uh, like a, a sense of wanting to fit in with the message that you're seeing from all your peers around you so I, I don't know about that, but like it, it, it it's just very upsetting, right? To see this this guy's supposed to be a young Democrat. He's supposed to be like trying to represent us in electoral politics in the future, and yet he can't even do it on an actual event that affects Asians. Because how often do do these actual like um you know political you know events happen where it has a direct effect on Asians? Very, very rarely. But when it does happen, this is the response you get. So why should I vote for this guy, right? If I was a uh, an American in his uh in his jurisdiction.
0: Liza, I think I heard you laughing in the background.
2: <laughs> that wasn't... Wait, when? Just like now?
0: Oh, yeah. When uh, when Philip said, like, he's a young Democrat.
2: I was trying really hard not to sneeze.
0: Oh, okay. Ow. I thought you were laughing because uh, when Philip said, like, he's a young Democrat, you were like, yeah, precisely.
2: <laughs> no, I was trying hard not to sneeze because it would just, like, cause a lot of feedback.
0: Oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, you were successful. Um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, F- uh, Philip, I think you're right because it can't just be about numbers because uh, then, I don't know, then nobody would give a uh, rat's ass about trans issues. Like trans people are mm-hmm. an mm-hmm. extreme exactly. minority, yeah. uh, but they are amplified like mega times w- what their number is. So yeah, it's not just about numbers. It's also about power and just, um, again, just like political, the, just the political landscape. Yeah, of and, and look,
1: we're not saying there's anything wrong with amplifying like the, the needs of people who are a minority group Right, that's been disenfranchised by the system, right? But this is precisely a situation where we're a minority group that's been disenfranchised by the system, and we're facing violence, and yet these fuckers can't even stand up for us. Yeah, you know, and
0: yeah, and that's the thing we want to focus on 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 this pod is there there is this divide between the the Asian Americans who are getting attacked, mainly lower class, uh, often kind of more immigrant, less assimilated, uh, less well to do Asians. But the people who get to speak out for them—the academics, um, the you know celebrities, the, the, the writers—you uh, know w- what we would call maybe the intelligentsia. Although the idea of an Asian American intelligentsia is ludicrous, these people are are not of the same class. Racially, they look the same, but you know from the schools they go to, from their social circles, to their you know just that their cultural tastes are quite different, and the interests aren't always aligned. Um, not that they don't care about the plight of lower class uh, Asians, but you know when they get, for example, attacked by when there's like a repeated pattern of say uh, black people attacking them, it is extremely inconvenient for the upper class Asians to say anything about it because it'll make them look bad in front of their, from their like liberal friends with whom they probably make jokes about like succession. About that's their group, and again that that's why they they repeatedly keep. Saying usually when when these things happen, like they give equal weight to things like you know Asians don't be anti-black, which I agree with. Like yeah, that's not you shouldn't do that. But why are you bringing this up I at don't a even time th- when I,
2: I don't think that they give equal weight to it. I think that they give more weight to that,
0: or even worse, more weight. And it's like, wait a minute, who's that's a real
2: concern for them? Yeah,
0: yeah, because it's like the like who's getting attacked here? You know, like and what what i wish they would define what they mean by asian anti-blackness because i think what they really mean is they grew up hearing some unpc things from their parents and uh they think that is tantamount to i don't know them being in the kkk and and mm-hmm. i don't know terrorizing black people it's like okay they say some some dumb shit and yeah sure call them out on it privately in your
1: family um but ultimately they don't have any power like what are they I, gonna do i actually doubt they're even having those conversations with their parents and they're no they're definitely and not you know uncles. That. like they talk oh, so they're, much they're about, open
0: letters the google docs
1: open letters <laughs> yeah yeah. Yeah, but, yeah they talk shit about them like on large platforms behind their backs to get all the social club they need but they don't knowing actually, that I, their families
2: I, are not on twitter or like tiktok that's
1: mm-hmm. right because you very rarely you occasionally do but you very rarely see any sort of writing about like what was that conversation like? How did you mm-hmm. make progress? Mm-hmm. Did you reach any kind of mutual understanding? You don't see that shit. All you see is a scolding, right? Yeah, hundred percent scolding.
2: How does it help? Like, like big picture though. How does it really help? It, like, I, what I think are it... our like? If we all did have that conversation with like our immigrant parents and grandparents, how how is it going to change anything?
1: It does nothing about the violence. It does absolutely nothing, right? Yeah.
0: In fact, well, one one of the people who is starting the late, like that open letter thing I, I referenced, that uh, that's when like the Michael Brown uh, things happened. But the latest iteration of this, I think is something called the WeChat project, uh, which is basically like that, except um, it's using WeChat. And the person who started it is a, is a young woman named Eileen Huang. And I was actually on a Clubhouse chat with her, uh, our friend, Samantha Ng, who's a you know Chinatown activist, and uh, Julie A. Kim from the Asian American Feminist Collective. It was all organized by Jerry Lim, the stand-up comedian, friend of ours. Who She was on a pod episode a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm.
2: This is the thing so we, you did on Clubhouse on Thursday night?
0: Yes. So this is the thing I did on Clubhouse. And to be honest, I was potentially expecting some clash uh, with, with someone like Eileen. Uh, and e- even Julie, who like Asian American Feminist Collective, I've had no contact with them but i know that they're friends with certain people who don't like me or or like or like plan a or stuff so i thought there might be some conflict but seriously the the whole discussion was so harmonious almost like everyone agreed with each other on almost everything which just makes me think like especially what's happening to eileen online right now i agree that like some of the stuff she made about calling out asian anti-blackness was just like kind of ignorant and opportunistic but, you know, you go on Reddit, people are still like, they're still like trying to hunt her down. It's basically like cancel culture uh, of their version. And yeah. I, I just think that's very just, it's a sign of, I think, just like low intellect to just be so obsessed with canceling one person. Like, yeah, fine, like critique her ideas or whatever, but trying to, being so obsessed with trying to eliminate one person, uh, I think just shows that it's it just a petty revenge uh mindset and you know they should cut the fuck out i think it just shows they got, they got nothing else to do uh so they're just going after a fucking like 21 year old girl you know i mean oh, i mean this is kind of a tangent but i mean aren't you guys so glad we didn't have like tiktok or twitter when we were in college <laughs> the, the stupid shit that i would have said i mean i said it on facebook like on my status updates i remember some like incredibly nauseating things i said you know during the obama mccain um presidential race <laughs> But thank God that's like lost to time. Uh, Maybe if you go scroll through my Facebook enough, you might find it. But I mean, there's just some things that you should keep to yourself, talk to your friends with, and then eventually talk about. But I I, I think people, young young people these days, I think feel way too much pressure to air out every thought they have. Especially because if they don't, people they'll get like silence is violence, that kind of crap. Mm -hmm. And then you know, Mm -hmm. there's also I think a, a huge pressure to become popular online and definitely uh this like social justice thing is the latest trend so
1: i think the silence is violence thing is pretty funny and apt just because there is a contingent i think i had to read this like a third of the people online on twitter are like angry about this violence that's going on right now a third of them are telling um sorry a third of them are silent they're completely silent they're not saying anything even though they should because there's some kind of like large group like 18 mr or something right that uh, purports to support Asian Americans and then the remaining thirds telling like the first third to shut the fuck up about this um so there is a group of people who really should be speaking out about this quite a bit but they're choosing not to say anything and that's literally leading to more violence right because they're not actually forming up any kind of community methodologies around supporting you know seniors and and other folks in in uh Asian America to uh against this violence so yeah I think Mm -hmm. that's uh it's funny that they bring that up
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, going back to this class divide more, um, you know, it's this age old conflict that I see coming more to light in Asian America between the insiders and the outsiders. And Asian Americans as a whole generally are quite excluded from most sectors of American society. But in kind of like mainstream liberal circles, especially lately, there's always been a small opening for certain types of Asian Americans to be welcomed as part of their like mosaic or whatever, and um and I think there's been a long time conflict between the the agents who either are included or feel like there's a path for them to get in there, and the ones who don't. And I, I call this a class divide, but it doesn't entirely always have to do with money. Uh, like like class in general, it's quite complicated. Kind of like how. If you look it's at white people. It's about the cultural
2: signifiers when it comes to class, exactly. right? Yeah. There's a new credentialism happening and like out of control, active social activism is one of them. You know, it's, it's no longer like, did you go to Harvard? It's really like, how hard do you fight online for certain issues?
0: Yeah. Uh, Cause I was saying like with white people, like, you know, people often say, well, you know, Trump supporters actually make on average, like uh, $90,000 so they're not they're not like the lower class yeah but they, they feel lower class cuz they don't have the right attitudes they didn't go to the right schools they don't live in the right cities you know they kind of live out in in the in the margins uh away from from the hubs of basically people who matter it's it's kind of the same thing with asian americans like yes uh there are poor asians but also if you're you know if you're even if you did go to like an ivy league school if you don't have the proper uh you know cultural beliefs or something you're you're mm-hmm. just gonna be excluded
2: like when when you said that it doesn't have to do with money it's like actually the less money you have puts you higher up
0: in or, this new th- in
2: this new like social ladder
0: or i think the um if you give off the perception you don't have as much money it, it's like if you if you come from an upper cl- like middle class background but you're you know so-called poor because you say you you went into activism or you went into the arts. I think that is the highest class Asian American you can be. Yeah. But
1: starting artist is definitely a, a class signifier and like something you can get club just by being yeah. right.
0: Because I, I think if you do come from a more middle, middle class or lower background, you're probably uh, in a maybe kind of gauche way. You, you do want that like six figure accounting or lawyer job. And for these Asian Americans, that's actually a step below. That's like, that's kind of, uh, you know that that's that, yeah, that's, that's, that's not m- the true creative right?
1: you're not doing you're not doing the you're not being the kind of like rebellious and different um creative Asian, right you're you're do, you're fitting into the mold
0: yeah so you, like culturally you don't really matter like yeah sure you might make a bit more money but you you're not going to get the the platforms to to speak out uh on behalf of your community yeah.
1: i i appreciate that comparison between like rich whites and poor whites in the in the you know democrats versus trump kind of debate but i think it's a little bit different for Asian-Americans, like rich versus poor, because I think the, the poor Asians, they're not as outspoken and, and political as like, say, the poor whites. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like there's mm-hmm. this, the, the culture war between the whites, the rich whites and the, the, and you know, the Republicans supporting Heartland whites. There's, there is, you know, online and like in protests, like physical protests, there's, there's a lot of activity. But with poor Asians, they're just fucking trying to survive, right? They're just trying to run their small business. They're just trying to like, you know, live off their, their um you know government subsidies and so on and survive right like if you think about you know um the ladies who pick up cans in in chinatown and stuff right to return empties and, and make a small living off that like that's very different from like a uh, embattled loud you know heartland um uh, Trump I'm, supporter. I'm,
2: I'm convinced that the new lingo like heartland is now synonymous with like lowly white people who are um unenlightened and unworthy of anything but scorn and so among asian american liberal circles um anti-black is their code name for um all the asian people that they just don't like that they're embarrassed of
0: yeah bingo
1: but but the but the relationship's also unidirectional right i'm saying that like with the white state they they go back and forth right especially online with this rich Asian poor Asian thing, it's it, it's scolding in one direction, and there's not a lot of you know
2: right, uh, right. recourse
1: from the other side. Well, well, they
2: know. I mean, like they know they know better than to say you. Know, there's no word for it because it's like they don't all live in the heartland. Like heartland is too mm-hmm. white sounding, so and they can't scream like you poor Asians, you know. Um, that's right. You 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 know uh, you working class Asians because that's so politically incorrect. So yeah,
1: so they'll so say anti black.
2: So anti black is the politically correct way to scream at poor Asian immigrants that they don't like because it's not even a bunch of East Asians, you know that it's it's like it's mostly Southeast Asians, yeah. which is also yeah. very politically incorrect to go after.
0: Yeah, Liza, you make so many good points there. I, I want to address one thing that Philip said. I definitely agree with you that the like the heartland whites are definitely much more politically active than the Asian equivalent until I think the last year or so, because of COVID you see that with like the, they can't burn us all movement. for the first time I'm seeing, um, Asian Americans to kind of like not giving a fuck and coming out hard. I mean, there's like, uh, these Instagram, accounts. I don't know where the hell they came from, you know, um, like Asians with attitudes, Asian mm-hmm, Don. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know true. And these have lots of followers. So I, I am encouraged to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm seeing like some, like someone like uh, Charlotte Cho, who's a, like a K-beauty um, tycoon. Soko Glam. Yeah, SoCo Glam. Uh, she she was she like um, made some Instagram post about you know just saying like how during uh, you know the last year she's been very afraid, but she felt pressured not to say anything because of like BLM. I mean, you know she supports, but still, and she's saying that, and she got like attacked on Twitter by some people, which wow. is how I found out the about the post. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to give that. Uh, Charlotte chose <laughs> post a like. So I was like, thanks for directing me to that. But Liza, you're definitely right about how anti-black has always been used as a cudgel by Asian-Americans, often East Asian-Americans, against other East Asian-Americans whom they thought were threats to their power. And that was like the Trump card that they could use. Oh, what do you mean by
1: threats to their power? I don't understand that part. Well,
0: like, for example, if, if you know, within Asian-America, there are certain groups that have the like the, the biggest part of the stage given to them like uh-huh. the biggest mics or, or the most mics and all that and you, you can tell how protective they get of that space mm.
2: it's like their power is their specialness it's what separates me from all the bad asians i'm a good asian i have tons of non-asian friends
0: right right and anytime you saw somebody coming to as a threat to that you, you accuse them of being anti-black and liza you're totally right in that they use that because the other things they because it's the only thing that sounds like hundred percent good. Because you obviously you can't call you can't say they're poor because no, especially that's nowadays horrible. you know can't that call kind them of like,
2: immigrants can't make fun you can't of them call them for immigrants. that.
0: I mean, maybe like twenty years ago, you could imply that they're from backwards Asia, but that doesn't fly anymore. Um, I think they also try to sometimes make it seem as if they're only Asian men, but that's also not the case. I mean, if you look at all those comments in in those like Instagram accounts I mentioned. I don't really see any like predominant like gender. I, I see lots of Asian women there, and I think for a long time, lower class Asian American women have been totally erased from from uh, this discussion as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. So there's like a lot of their voices that need to be heard too. Uh, so yeah, it's like you accuse them of being anti-black, or maybe you accuse them of being like uh, misogynist Asian men, because those are the two easiest, least sympathetic targets that. Um, and East Asian, the, the thing with East Asians too. And Liza, you're totally right. Uh, what's an inconvenient fact? The, the most Republican Asian American ethnicities are all Southeast Asian.
2: Mm-hmm. East Asians mm-hmm. are actually
0: quite mainstream Democrat, mainstream liberal. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are talking about conservative, pro-police, anti-affirmative action that kind of stuff chances are it's probably a southeast asian but Mm -hmm. again that's like in their mind the southeast asians are the blacks of asia and east asians are the whites of asia so it crosses their their little wires in their head
1: i agree that's a that's a helpful analysis i just kind of wonder i always when when things like like when understandings like this come up i always kind of wonder like do people get together in a room to like sort this out like who we can talk shit about or who we can't you know, what, I think it what just starts flowing in a certain them? direction
2: and more people start catching on to it
1: yeah you know and they, and they decide at some point that it's like politically acceptable to to speak about people this way without much more analysis of it like I don't know it, it's just it's just baffling to me right that this can can happen right because like this community is generally left in the in the dust by a lot of political activity in America and here is finally an opportunity to actually do something that supports Asian Americans, and yet they still choose to subdivide the group and uh, push away a certain uh, a certain set of, of Asians, um, a set that's more like that's that's way less privileged than themselves as well. So I, I just sometimes have a hard time <laughs> understanding like what what they hope to get out of this whole like anti-blackness accusation. You know, I'm
0: the exact opposite. Is I know it, exactly. I think you, I know you're exactly. You're saying they're trying to hold on to from. the
1: microphone, right? Like that's what you are saying.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, but see I, that, I think that's a sinister part. They don't even need like a back channel to coordinate because it comes so naturally from just the way we're raised. And I think mm. a lot of this stems from this childhood fear of being too Asian or being only around Asians because I think a lot I of Asian this Americans is part
2: of resume building.
0: No, that too. That too. Um,
2: a lot of these people, a lot of these people that participate in this, it's like they want to work in media, they want to write books, they want to be actors, um, they want to they want to be directors, they want to work in academia. This is just resume building. So the one, day, so one day when somebody inevitably scrolls through all of their back tweets and their old Instagram posts, it's it's safe. Right.
1: Right, they need to have the right things. Need to have 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 said the right things at the right time. What's
2: politically correct, you know, in any way, they don't say anything contentious. They they just they're they're scoldy, but they're not um, actually offensive.
0: No, that's definitely true. There is obviously it's obviously very risky to be too aligned with Asian interests because it does butt up against a lot of established uh, interests
2: no because one day one day with the rise of china it's like if you are super pro asian it's like i don't know maybe 20 years in the future when you've got your cushy media job or your your cushy professor job it's like oh my god like um i, I don't know it's like more and more being pro asian is seen as like being pro white you just aren't allowed to do that
0: mhm and i think that's been uh, a fear that a lot of asian americans have been instilled with from from a very young age like that insecurity that comes if let's say your friend group is like all asian to feel that you've somehow failed to integrate or or you know just feeling like you're some kind of loser because you didn't have enough of a diverse circle of friends i think i think a lot of it stems from that which is why they have no problem throwing Asians under the bus in order to essentially curry favor with, with non-Asians to them. That's just been something they've been doing since uh, a very young age. And now they can have some kind of political uh, justification for doing it. But I I think it comes from that learned childhood behavior.
1: Yeah. I mean, the whole thing gets all super fucked up when you consider that like, this isn't, this isn't just a bunch of like random talk online. Like this is literally going to, um, you know, Prevent protection of Asian Americans, often seniors, on the streets of America. Right, like there's actually a tangible, physical outcome, which is that people might die, people might you know be hurt, robbed, etc., because we're not doing anything about it. You know that, that's what's that's what's so fu- like that's why I'm, I'm having a hard time racking my brain about it around it because you think you would put personal you know safety, even their personal safety to some extent too, um, ahead of you know this kind of like political status scrubbing or whatever they're doing you know
2: this must be so baffling for outsiders looking in because there was more outrage over the mahjong thing
1: <laughs> yeah 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 yeah
0: Yeah, see okay so that gets to what i wanted to say like philip you're, you're confused why they are even putting their own personal safety below that of their interests. but what if they don't actually identify with the victims i mean they identify with them in that they're both asian but what if there's like a secret feeling they have that oh it couldn't really happen Happened to me because they see that most of the people getting attacked uh, are, you know, kind of like lower class Asians who live somehow in somehow deserving of it,
2: right? Yeah, because, yeah, no, exactly. because you see of, they, don't, they don't check off the boxes that make them a worthy Asian.
0: Right. You see some of that, like where people wonder like, oh, yeah, these attacks are bad. But, you know, you, you got to look at the history of anti-black sentiment or anti-whatever sentiment in the Asian community, which then gives credence to the idea that some racism is deserved, that certain groups, when they get attacked, deserve it to some extent, to which I want to say, OK, let's take that and say that's a legit theory to have. What other groups deserve to get attacked? If you're a Muslim and somebody from your group uh, shoots up a hundred people at a, at a, a Christmas festival, does that mean that okay, the the rest of the country they get to pick off some of your own too? You know, you know, balance. You know, I, is that what you're saying? Because that's what it sounds like. But is it or is it only when it's Asians? Only Asians uh, have to be collectively punished for something rude that their like shopkeeper auntie said? It's it's absolutely ridiculous. And um, yeah, and Liza, you bring up cultural appropriation. I think this is a perfect example of the class divide because yeah, whenever, I, you never see such unified, uncompromised, unfiltered Asian anger than when some like white sorority girl wears a hanbok. That's when all <laughs> you know, Asian America hulks up and is uh, unafraid Remember to say what the they really Chupau think.
2: Remember the Chi how prom dress. Right,
0: right, like that. And why is that? I think it's because a lot of the high-class Asians, they, they themselves are in you know kind of creative industries This is their main social competition, kind of like young white influencer types. So Mm -hmm. they feel personally threatened and all their like childhood trauma gets dragged out whenever, you know, my stinky lunch, you know, my... (laughs) <laughs> my weird dress that whole sentiment so when it affects them that personally oh we're going to war it's world war three you know uh get the nuclear launch codes but when it's uh, kind of like poor elderly on pc asians getting killed on the streets then they start equivocating but you know yeah, but w- yeah. what did they say you know what did they say about black people like last year maybe it's like did they Man,
1: support blm you know that kind of shit bringing up the cultural appropriation like that comparison was Very astute because it it makes me realize how self destructive this behavior is, right? Right. Because in in both the cases of like, you know, the violence against um, Asian Americans in Chinatowns, like that's obviously very bad. But you think about the cultural appropriation piece, that's also very self destructive because, like we said in our pod about that, the the net result of that is that we just make people hate us, right? Like, Mm -hmm. none of the stuff that they're really doing is really benefiting, benefiting anyone in the community aside from themselves. Um, and even that's questionable, I think, to some extent, yeah, it's, right? Because the reputations are tarnished amongst uh, groups of power.
0: Yeah, the benefits mainly just psychological. Again, it's like therapy for them, I guess. So then, my selfish, so then, my should self-esteem. should we? Should we just be
1: constantly shouting them down? Like, should we just constantly be, you know, if, if an Alton Wong or whoever is tweeting this shit, should we just try to like, you know, clown this shit, clown this guy? Like,
0: probably. I
2: I think some of them make it pretty easy. Like, I, I guess. I'm thinking about over the summer when certain unnamed PhilAm cultural organizations in the DC area <laughs> called like every day. There was a new emergency town hall over these four white restaurant bros who opened a bar called Barcada. Yeah, our good friends at Barcada. Oh, was summer, it actually an you know? emergency?
1: Like they like emailed like the.
2: They called it yes emergency town hall today at 4 p.m. on Zoom. You know. Oh wow! I haven't gotten a single email from these same organizations. <sighs> Condemning these attacks, nothing about supporting the victims, no calls to action, no emergency town halls, not even like a like a Zoom call. You know, mm-hmm. how can we support? How can we put our funds towards supporting our people?
0: Yeah, and if you want to get more like ethnocentric, there was a Filipino man. uh I think his name was like Neil Quintano or something in New York City. In New York City. Who got his? He, he got his face slashed like deep cash so if if you know it's not even if they want to just focus it on filipino americans there was a a filipino american victim and Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's just how fucked up their priorities are you're like more concerned with some goddamn restaurant than than your own like flesh and blood it's ridiculous do
2: these people actually love asian people or do they just hate white people
0: well, see. Yeah, uh, that's an excellent question. For like,
2: for like, you know, supposedly bringing down their self-esteem at some point, you know, the whole my stinky lunch thing again.
0: <laughs> I think that's an excellent question to raise. And do you I,
2: actually have Asian pride, or do you just hate whites? Like, which one is it? I yeah. don't even know if they you hate whites, right? Because
1: because to some extent, their behavior is about like being becoming more white adjacent, becoming more accepted into the white kind of liberal mainstream political conversation.
2: I don't. I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's so much. There's so much scold. There's more scolding of whites than anything. As much as they scold other Asian people, they really spend majority <laughs> of their time scolding anything white.
0: Yeah, um, their scorn, their, their hatred of or so-called hatred of white people is the same kind of hatred that a scorned lover has for like an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. It's like constant obsession. Like if you truly hated them, you would just kind of not even think Ignore about them. Ignore them. Yeah, yeah uh, but they're. I mean. I go to like, these kind of like leftist slash kind of like people who are like fed up with woke culture, these kind of spaces. And by now everybody knows that the people who complain, the minorities who complain most about white people uh, probably uh, like exclusively date them. Like everybody knows this now. So it's not a, like, it's not just something that, we're like cooking up. Every everybody sees it. So I think if you have that obsession with white people, there is something a bit wrong with you, and that you probably really want their acceptance in the end, which is why you're so angry that you don't quite get it.
2: You're and, mad that you're not white.
0: Yeah, something like that.
2: You know, like God damn it, the lottery <laughs> of birth, I lost.
0: And I think they're. Uh, I think if they do have a love of Asians, it, it's a it's a kind of like self necessary self healing love because of that rejection from whites. That okay, if they're not gonna love me i I need to love myself, and what am I? I'm Asian, and I'm like either a woman or a man or gay like what whatever it is so their lo- Asian love is always like reactive and narrow because it's usually limited to themselves or whatever subgroup of Asian Americans they identify with, which is why they're so hesitant to go just like all out defending other Asians because they don't actually I think see themselves as part of the same group
2: mm-mm, mm-mm. They're somewhere in limbo.
0: Yeah. And I think they see themselves as the vanguard uh, that will lift Asian Americans out of th- their, the backwardsness that they're in, either because of their race or culture. But since they are the enlightened ones, they, uh, through their hectoring and scolding and example <laughs> setting, uh, they will be the role models to bring Asian America uh, into the like 21st century or something.
2: <laughs> Two Asian... Remember, you know, remember like,
0: when, <laughs> remember when David Dow got attacked on the airplane by those uh, security thugs? Oh man, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then Delta, Jeff Yang, right? Jeff Yang tweeted, "No, no, United, do not slander Delta." <laughs> oh, mute United. United. I'm I still refuse to fly. I still refuse to fly United. I hate um, United,
1: and I love Delta because of their fucking cookies. Really good cookies.
0: Oh yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. Um, but anyway, Jeff Yang. First thing he tweeted out, I will never forget. This is. Uh, this is tragic. But remember, Asian Americans, this is what uh, Black and Brown people go through uh, every day. Just Shut died. the fuck up! Why yeah. do you have to bring that up?
1: Yeah, he he is the he is the peak. Um, you know, liberal Asian American we were talking about, right?
0: Yeah,
2: no, kind of. There's a lot of uh, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of Asian American, like the activist types, don't like him either. Oh, really? I mean, right.
0: yeah, I I don't want to like spread gossip, but you know, yeah, we have like on good inside info that a lot of his peers hate him. So <laughs> okay, fine. Um, actually, uh, speaking of celebrities, uh, I want to talk about the the two Daniels and their like twenty five thousand dollar reward. Oh, yeah. I know this has caused mm-hmm. some controversy among some uh, Asian American activist types who are against like the police and everything, mm-hmm. but it's like every group whenever something bad happens to them, especially like a hate crime. They will mm-hmm. immediately appeal to the status quo authorities, the ones who can provide immediate help and mm-hmm. prevention, as opposed to going on some like long theoretical solution that will take a long time to implement. So I don't see why Asian Americans have to be any different. It's like when you are being attacked right now, what's going to protect you? In, like right now is is the police. That is a simple fact. Like like some program that is going to reduce the carceral state by like carceral state by forty percent. I mean that's good. But that's not going to help you in the in the in the short term you know so i i think again this is regardless of what whether you think like the like putting a reward out for that is a good idea at least they're erring on the side of doing too much to protect asian americans i don't think we see that enough nearly that um uh, and i think that's just what asian americans really want to see like somebody really going to bat for you to the point where they might be going uh being a bit too doing a bit too much but asian americans almost always do too little they always shy away they're like the Democrats. They always undercut their own negotiations before even getting to the table. So <laughs> at least with the two Daniels, they, if they did anything too much, they did it on the side of protecting Asians. So I was very mm-hmm. glad to see that.
1: Yeah. And, and who's to like immediately jump to this conclusion like that there's going to be violence that comes out of this $25,000 reward, right? It's not saying like you're going to get this money if you form a vigilante group and find and murder the person who did this, mm-hmm. right? They're just saying like, hey, if there's any information that can lead to the arrest or something, you know, to to resolving this issue, like there's 25 grand up for it. So it's a bit ridiculous that they're always cherry picking precisely what outcome they think is gonna happen, you know, in in response to these uh, these events.
0: Yeah. I think it's also a turf war because both Daniel Day Kim, Daniel Wu, I don't think they're aligned with any of the main activist groups. Or so I, I think if you are part of an activist group, you see them as encroaching on your territory. Uh, so I think that's also another reason. Uh, again, it, it just comes down to a fight for... Are a,
2: activists a- the new celebrities like Greta and like David Hogg?
0: Oh God, do we have to talk about that?
2: <laughs> I'm not- just, I'm, no, I'm like relating it to like, are there Asians that want to be like that?
0: I think so. I sure. mean, we talk about like the social justice influencer complex. That is a thing. I, I even saw like um people saying, oh, sh- this is like the black or Asian Greta Thunberg. It is like like, you would talk about, oh, this is the, Black or Asian, I don't know. Kate Winslet, like a celebrity. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think this yeah. is the new type of yeah, like celebrity. Yeah,
1: yeah. What's kind of interesting about that theory is that there, there, there hasn't been one selected yet. Like, there's a lot of Asian Americans, like you know, tripping over themselves to try to. So announce, the position's
2: available, basically.
1: I, I guess so. I guess that's that's how they're seeing it. So they're all kind of trying to trying to uh-huh. you know take a stab at it. Um yeah. well, but but the result of that again is just that it's it's gonna damage the community, right?
0: I will say though, I I've been very encouraged to see just how outspoken Asian Americans have been. I started seeing it during COVID when the first attacks happened. Uh this is definitely even bigger than that. People just saying, like, you know, this shit's real, and I, I whatever. Like, if, if people are gonna think I'm anti-black because of it I don't care but I I care about my parents, my grandparents uh help even myself, you know, be like, you're not immune. I mean, I think as I said, some Asian Americans I think are under this false mindset that if they just behave correctly enough, it's like those people who, you know, blame rape victims kind of where yeah. they think there's like a certain <laughs>
2: What were you wearing? Why were you drunk? Yeah,
0: yeah, it's like if you are if you exude the right type of Asianness, you're going to be somewhat protected. It's a grave error. Um, even if they say they don't think like that, I think deep down there is some like feeling like that.
1: Yeah, I think the 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 key thing here with people who are speaking on is that they have to avoid this like anti-black frame, right? Like you can talk about this thing without bringing up you know the race of the perpetrator, because actually like it's not always black, right? Like two of the attacks that I saw um, this week were against Asian women from white men right mm-hmm. and so it's it's not always black but these these you know uh social media types and so on are cherry picking precisely what narrative they want to keep the narrative under their control and mm-hmm. part of that is to to say that if you are saying anything about this that you're being anti black but we can we mm-hmm. can step around that right it doesn't need to be about um you know blacks versus Asians right that's actually their the frame that they chose to put out there
0: yeah it's just be like just just get the criminals or whoever did it just get Yeah just get, them, get know, the criminals stop. like yeah, doesn't matter. if They're black, white. You know that that uh, that guy who was killed at Yale. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think his name was Kevin Jang. Yeah, I, I did some quick reading. I think the guy who killed him was like another Asian guy. Uh, oh, this, really? Holy. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter who did it. Just get them um, and and stop excusing violence against Asians. I think that's what most Asian Americans care about. Mm-hmm. But see, I think this is the danger. If any anti-black sentiment does arise, it will be, I think, mainly because you've got they feel like um justice is subverted based on you know interest groups in the whole like liberal structure. I think that's when uh, real anti-blackness will start to arise. Uh and it's it's not like most black people hate Asians either. They're not gonna go to bat and protect uh you know violent criminals from from attacking Asians. Yeah, I, th- I think these activist types and whatever just make the problem worse.
2: Yeah, I do too.
0: Uh, we got a little bit of time. I do want to say one thing about how we can't just keep blaming white supremacy for everything. I
2: th- I'm so sick of that narrative <sighs> I'm too. so sick of that narrative. It doesn't help. It doesn't help on the ground. And it doesn't help on an individual basis. And it doesn't help every day.
0: It's too... And know? I think it's nebulousness and its ultimate impotence is exactly why people love to harp on it because it never forces you to come up with a real solution it's unsolvable and it's it's like it puts the blame on on somebody that everyone can agree with and i I see more people saying this online where it's like you know like like an entire racial coalition that's united around hating white people is going to break up very quickly it's not yeah, sustainable. It's. <laughs> it's not a real ideology. It's just. It's oh, you're almost going to
2: start fighting each other. That's, <laughs> it's, it's it's too. <laughs> it's like fight. I I feel like it's um it's kind of like blaming everything on capitalism. Where it's yeah, like exactly. yeah that's right. But that's right. also like some people need to pay their rent next week. What are they supposed to do? <laughs>
0: yeah yeah yeah.
2: Are we gonna are we gonna like dismantle capitalism between now and when the next reg check is due or when the next like heating bill is due?
0: Exactly. Yeah. And it, I think it's the you know it's just it's a very like political thing to say because like it's the safest thing to say. It's not really gonna piss off any people that you don't already want to piss off, like the MAGA people. Uh, and nothing gets solved, but hey, you you might get a lot of likes on Twitter. Mm-hmm. This is exactly the kind of political bullshit that we don't need right now. We need actual help. For, for people who are in danger.
2: But even even when you ask though, like if you say, you know, there's, um, if you say, what should we do sincerely, you're just going to get scolded again. And then the narrative becomes anyone who asks that is um, insincere or they're automatically pro-police, automatically anti-black.
0: Yeah. And it's like, what's the solution? So you're not
2: even allowed to ask what's a good solution. You're just, you're only allowed to say, don't do this, don't do that, don't think this, don't think that.
0: Yeah, it's very negative. Um, sometimes the solution would be like, how to save uh, Asian Americans, uh, like say, like join black people in, in dismantling white supremacy. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, first <laughs> of all, what do you mean by black people? Like, uh, like that's so general. Uh, that's a very big group. Secondly, like, again, this like dismantle white supremacy. It's just like bogus. It's, a, it's like if you're like a undergraduate and you're writing a paper on how to solve like, you know, global poverty, you'll you'll say something like dismantle, global capitalism because you don't really know you know because you're just an <laughs> undergraduate dumbass so it's that level of analysis like oh gee you know thanks for that insight
1: yeah but here's the sad thing is that the professor will probably still give you like a you know b minus or whatever on your paper like because have- that supposed to be a good grade I guess it, I mean it's a passing grade, right? I'm saying like they don't really know the system that's that's grading you on this isn't really, really. You're not.
2: It's not to... punitive. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, it's great inflation,
1: like a... man.
0: It's going to be like a a minus at worst. <laughs> <laughs> but see, no, that's a perfect analogy because these people are essentially still students appealing to the professor that is I don't yeah. know whatever that social media audience or right. uh, whatever people they're Future trying to employer. get. To. They're trying to get the A's. That's all they're really trying to do is get the.
2: They just learned the language of social justice, like academic social justice, yeah.
0: and mm-hmm. even in like the so-called real world they're still out there trying to get the a's by saying the right things writing
1: the right things but uh offering mm, no that's real what solutions. i said earlier
2: they're building their resumes yeah. that's all this yeah. is
1: offer a fucking solution or get off a fucking soapbox right yeah
0: and you know as, as, like it's and the solutions are hard i recognize that like we don't have you know perfect solution i mean we we offered like the uh, the things that people can go to like like the center for anti-violence education uh philip you mentioned the um collective yeah SFPs yeah. Collective. We'll provide both links in the in the show notes. I mean, these are just baby steps. These aren't like perfect solutions, but you know, at least do something productive and you know, stop you know, stop talking down
1: to other Asians. They're they're a bajillion times more tangible than having a ten tweet thread scolding other Asians <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, right. Like about the
0: the East Asian conspiracy to uh, bring Asians closer to whiteness or something. Yeah, often said by the very <laughs> Who said that. I mean,
2: oh, is that like a widespread idea? Yeah, now?
0: just like a general uh, idea. I mean, I I I, I say <laughs> that at least probably like ten uh, <laughs> activist types have probably tweeted that. But see, this is this is the the thing that really causes class resentment. Uh, I should have said this earlier because this is a, I think a potent point. But if you're like a lower class Asian and you're getting accused of being not only anti-black but like white aspirational, white adjacent, and the Asian Americans making that uh, allegations are the ones who are actually most white adjacent. That's going to stir up a lot of resentment. And I think that's the cause of a lot of just like intra-racial class conflict and like a lot of the the guilt that the high class Asians have about, you know, benefiting from just getting along with white people so well. They just I don't
2: think it's guilt. I think they're smug.
0: Right, but they know that they got to kind of unload it. It's a hot potato, especially these days. It's not good to be seen as being too close to white even though that is what they're Uh, trying to do you gotta fake it yeah so that's why they they push off all the stereotypes about asians being too pro-white which is true i think a lot of us do have that problem but they act as if it's like oh it's the the chinatown asians who are actually that not us it's like as i said you're the one who went to ivy league schools going to dinner parties with white people making jokes about hbo shows (laughs) who's the white adjacent
1: one come on
0: Okay, I think we're about just about a time. Um, any any last thoughts?
1: I mean, I think this is what I said earlier: like avoid avoid the fucking frame. Speak out about this online if you're doing that already, and join these groups if you can. Right? Mm-hmm. Actually, try to think about what's tangible.
2: Who are some trustworthy Asian American journalists or like people to follow on Twitter? You know, besides us, because <laughs> I can see mostly bad takes and I see shitty information. Uh, I probably won't even read a tweet if it's a blue check that wrote it. Um, I know that there's some exceptions for the most part, but seeing the kinds of takes that are coming from like fellow Asian Americans online, I think is proof that representation is not exactly working in our favor. I'm actually seeing some of the most vehement hatred for Asian people coming from Asian people themselves.
0: Yeah. Um, So,
2: so who's like some good, who are some trustworthy people?
0: uh, I, I think this guy, he, he, I think he writes for FAIR, uh, which is the... um,
2: What about like, um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Help me. Is it Danny Haifong at Black Agenda Report? uh,
0: I don't follow him, but he, I think he's probably a good source. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so Josh, who is, I think, a contributor to fairness and accuracy in reporting, his handle uh, is at Josh C0301. I've seen him tweet stuff uh, in uh, calling out Asian-Americans who are essentially blaming Asian-Americans for these attacks. So I think, I think he's a good guy to follow. I think mm-hmm. he writes a lot about like yeah. geopolitics and stuff.
1: There's also a woman, I forgot her name, but I'll, I'll dig it up for the notes, um, who is like a local reporter in the SF Bay Area um who's been... oh Dion lim yeah yeah yeah. that's her yeah. oh yeah
0: yeah she's been doing a lot of the i see her tweets being uh, like sourced a lot i think she's doing well yeah um there's a i think she's a harvard professor named laura huang i think she tweeted something about uh asking like other minority groups if they were going to stand with asian americans and I, I think she got the most blowback from other Asian Americans oh were God. were embarrassed that she would say something like that. But hey, you know what? Again, at least she's erring on the side of doing too much for Asian Americans. So um, that, was, that was like heartening to see because you know every, that's how you got to stand like make your position. You can't, as I said, undercut yourself before you even get there because it's all a negotiation. That's what society is. It's groups like negotiating with each other. And if you want to get what you want, you got to kind of like ask for more than what you really expect to get. But Asian-Americans do the exact opposite. As I said, just like the Democrats. Okay. Um, I think I've said everything I want to say. So I think it's a good time to wrap this episode up. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Um, You know, this is obviously a heavy topic, but hopefully people got something useful out of it. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: All right. Until next time, this is Unverified Accounts signing off. Bye, everyone. Bye.